gently in every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. at the Pentagon and in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. can't believe it's been 20 years. So we offer prayers for peace and prayers for all those impacted, especially the families who lost loved ones in those horrific terrorist attacks. Coming up, we're going to be discussing that as well. But first, out of the gate after the news, will be Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, taking a look at all the programming, which we know will always include uh, follow-ups and insights on what's happening in our world. Also the latest on the Eucharistic Congress in Budapest. More on that. At the bottom of the hour for our Fact Check Friday. I think you're really going to enjoy this. Now, you know if you've been listening to Catholic Connection. About a year ago, I began this during the election season, Fact Check Friday, because the media were so off the charts in their blatant, over-the-top bias and continual lies on all things, uh, anything that had to do with the life issues or particular candidates who were pro-life, on and on and on. So I decided, okay, let's uh, take a look at what's happening and let's learn, uh, all of us, more about media literacy and discerning media message properly. But I also, in this segment, when the media do something well and they use their tools wisely, we talk about that. So this morning we are going to be focusing on a beautiful mini-documentary and I want to thank Billy from the Diocese of Arlington, Billy Atwell from the Communications Department, for sharing this beautiful mini-doc with us. It's called God at the Pentagon. And we're going to meet the man behind this beautiful mini-doc. We'll also have a few sound bites for you from it uh, that are just extremely powerful. Uh, the former bishop, of course, a bishop in Arlington now is Bishop Burbage. Uh, the previous bishop, a wonderful, also a wonderful leader, uh, Bishop Paul Laverde, uh, we have a soundbite from him as well, and also uh, two priests who were there and went to the Pentagon to work with those who were injured and their thoughts. It's just so profoundly done, also featured in this powerful video, which, by the way, I've already posted on Facebook, God at the Pentagon. There's a woman who lost her husband at the Pentagon, and so it's just a very well done uh, it just flows very beautifully. It brings you into the heart of what the people were feeling at the time and that the presence of God, despite the suffering, was there and is still with us every day regardless of, of what we're facing. So I think you'll enjoy learning more about this because it's such a positive piece to share about faith in times of trouble. And then speaking of that, how do we evangelize in these difficult times? Someone who knows how to do that day in and day out is our friend Steve Dawson. He's the president of the St. Paul Street Evangelization Ministry, which began here in the Archdiocese of Detroit and has just exploded with chapters around the country and around the world. And we'll give a little background, obviously, in their website and whatnot, but I really want to pick uh, Steve's brain regarding uh, what's happening right now and how maybe the challenges with COVID and everything happening on the world stage can impact when you're trying to talk about that there is a God and he loves you. Because I think a big thing for people is, well, if God loves us, why suffering? Well, that's what came out in this video. So this ties together. So it should be, I, I believe, 
a show that you will enjoy and hopefully grow from. That's what we do here every single day at EWTN. Can't believe it's been 20 years. Can you? Uh, also, pray for those of us on the air every day uh, and who bring you Catholic Radio. Just a quick reminder to say some prayers for Ave Maria Radio and the other networks around the country, our affiliates that are having their membership drives. Many of us have fall membership drives, and we have one coming up next week. The details are on our homepage at AveMariaRadio.net. And just keep us in, in, in your prayers as, as we do this and do our best to uh, get support from our listeners. Uh, our website is AveMariaRadio.net for more information. And, and pray for us because let me tell you, I was telling some of my guests in my first hour, it's extremely challenging every day to get up and to try to sort through all this nonsense, and I mean nonsense, that's coming out of this administration. I mean, yesterday with Joe Biden standing up there talking about the vaccines and saying, and I'm not saying the vaccines are bad or anything like that. All I'm saying is the hypocrisy and the double standard. He's going crazy against Texas. And this man is a man who says he is a devout Catholic and is going crazy against the state of Texas, saying he's going to bring the whole of government. And he's suing. He is suing the state, we know, because of the pro-life measure. We're going to go after the state for affecting constitutional rights. Well, first of all, abortion is not in the Constitution. That is a misnomer. Don't, don't let them you know, brainwash you with that, claiming that to be fact, because it's not. But for him to stand up there as a Catholic, to sit there and say he's a devout Catholic, and by the way, Al Cresta did an excellent interview on this with Dr. Paul Kengor yesterday in the 5 o'clock hour of Cresta in the Afternoon. So go to our archives and check it out because it was really good. And Paul was talking about um, you know these blatant statements that Biden is making and how far left he has gone, to the left, to the left, to the left of even Barack Obama, if you can believe that. And this man still claims he's a devout Catholic. But he's standing up there and saying he's going to go after Texas and at the same time has the audacity and the unmitigated gall in his address regarding his new plan for the vaccines to sit there and say this is not about freedom of choice, personal choice or freedom. So in other words, the only way you have freedom and personal choice is when you want to kill a baby in the womb. And it's about saving lives, blah, 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 except if you're a child in the womb. Or if you're a woman who's being pressured to have an abortion. Again, the hypocrisy and the double standards um, is just very, 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 not just sad, but it's, it's horrific because of what's being uh, unleashed on this country with this push for abortion. Then you had the vice president meeting at the White House yesterday with pro-abortionists and abortion leaders, including, I believe, one of the leaders from one of the abortion mills in Texas that did something like almost 70 abortions in one day because they knew the law was, was, was uh, taking effect. And uh, Harris is repeating what Biden said during the election. We have to codify Roe v. Wade. And at the same time, you don't have any choice when it comes to a vaccine. The church says you should have a choice and not be forced to go against your conscience. You take the information, you see what the church says, you decide for yourself and your family based on your medical history, based on your own decision. Now the church, of course, is encouraging the vaccine and is saying that there are certain vaccines that are acceptable, but they are also standing by the conscience decisions of Americans and others around the world. That is not what this administration is saying. It's very frightening. 
So pray for us as we do our best to keep you updated, and that's why I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to interview people like Doug Keck every week because there's so many programs where we keep you up to date on all of these developing stories. So let's do that right now. Let's start with the news. Weather, nothing too major going on. Uh, We've got some heat in the west, extreme heat there. Uh, We've got some rain coming in. We do have some, maybe some problems with the uh, currents and the waves on the east coast because of Hurricane Larry, but we'll have details on that in the news. Already 8.08 or 9.08, I should say, Eastern Time. So we need to get into the news right now on a Friday morning, September 10th, 2021. Americans taking time out tomorrow to remember and honor the men and women killed on September 11th, 2001 in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania. Remember the words of then President George W. Bush still lingering in our minds. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. And for the second year in a row, New York City buildings are being encouraged to light up blue as a means of highlighting the tribute in light in the night sky. This year does mark the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and organizers have some additions planned for the ceremony in New York City. National September 11th Memorial and Museum President Alice Greenwald saying the live reading of the names will also be back after they were pre-recorded last year due to COVID-19 concerns. This year we will be adding some musical um, uh, performances as well um, as a special nod to the milestone meaning of the 20th year. Greenwald noting over 3,000 libraries around the country also displaying special posters made available on the museum's website. And a church is rising from the ashes of a 9-11 terrorist attack. St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church destroyed when the World Trade Center towers collapsed on September 11, 2001. The 80-year-old house of worship has since been rebuilt near one World Trade Center and will reopen today as a national shrine to the memory of the nearly 3,000 lives lost. Former flight attendant Polly Veneto is commemorating the 20th anniversary of the attacks by pushing his beverage cart from Boston to Ground Zero. Paulie's mission to bring honor comes. and tell the country about the bravery shown by the flight attendants so who lost their you lives on 9-11 20 this. years ago. I want these crew members, relatives, to put their head down at night knowing that all of us in this country you know, appreciate what they did that morning. Reporter Mark Santia explaining Veneto started the final leg of his journey on Labor Day. He says United Airlines Flight 175 was his regular route but he was off September 11th. The doomed flight would go on to be hijacked and crashed into the South Tower of the World Trade Center, killing all 65 people on board. Paulie's push honoring the crew members who were on board the deadly flights 20 years ago. His trek started two weeks ago at Logan International Airport, ending at ground zero tomorrow. The New York Police Department says there is an elevated threat environment in the Big Apple as the 20th anniversary gets closer. The chief of the NYPD Counterterrorism Bureau, Martin Matarasso, says the Kabul airport bombing in August and shatter among al-Qaeda members has the city rolling out all of its counterterrorism resources ahead of the remembrances tomorrow in lower Manhattan. Mayor Bill de Blasio saying there are no specific threats against the city, but police officers will be using explosive detection canines, heavy weapons teams, and will have a bomb squad at the World Trade Center site on Saturday. John Miller, the NYPD's Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism, says a call to action this year by terror groups overseas is better organized than intelligence officials have seen in prior years. 
Nearly 30 American flags honoring the 13 service members who recently lost their lives in Afghanistan have now gone missing in Riverside, California. Ryan Rausback of the Riverside Police Department says whoever is doing this could face felony charges and jail time. I don't know if they realize these, this isn't about the flag. This is about what that represents to these 13 lost heroes, these 13 families that are suffering. This comes after 13 American flags and a Marine Corps flag hanging on an overpass above a freeway were ripped to shreds during Labor Day weekend. The newly missing flags also hanging from freeway overpasses in the area. Many observers are expressing concern for the fate of women in Afghanistan as well as children under Taliban rule. Victoria Fontan, the vice president of the American University in Afghanistan, was evacuated from the nation after the Taliban took over in Kabul. She told Vatican Radio the inclusion of women is a basic human right. So my hope for the women of Afghanistan is that they do not vanish from the public sphere, that they can continue to study, they can continue to work. What's really important to remember is that gender is not just a concession. The right of women is not just a concession that a ruling party can make. It is an actual basic human right. And somehow I see that many interlocutors are thinking that the rights of women come after peace or come after political settlement, etc. And there is a misunderstanding that it is because all of society has access to the same rights that peace will emerge. Meanwhile, journalists working for an Afghanistan newspaper say they were detained by Taliban fighters and brutally beaten after covering demonstrations of women in the streets in Kabul. A photographer and reporter were covering women's rights protests. They were out there protesting for their rights on Wednesday when they were arrested and taken to a police station in the country's capital. Journalists said they were beaten with electric cables, whips, and batons before being released without explanation. The journalists and the Taliban fighters told them they were lucky they weren't beheaded when the reporters asked why they were being beaten. The Committee to Protect Journalists saying the Taliban is quickly proving that earlier promises to allow Afghanistan's independent media to continue operating freely and safely are worthless. In other news, a Biden administration yesterday, as we mentioned earlier, suing Texas over its new law prohibiting most abortions. After the detection of a fetal heartbeat, the complaint reported by Bloomberg News seeking a permanent injunction on state officials and private parties who would bring suit under the law from implementing or enforcing the law. The Texas Heartbeat Act, as Catholic News Agency explains, requires doctors to check for a fetal heartbeat before performing an abortion. If a heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks into the pregnancy, the law prohibits abortions except in medical emergencies. Joe Biden announcing yesterday all employers with more than 100 employees will be forced to either require their employees get vaccinated against COVID or mandate weekly testing. Biden also announcing the remaining 17 million health care workers employed in facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid will also have to be fully vaccinated. Together, the two groups represent about 100 million Americans, but Biden stopped short of mandating the vaccine for illegal immigrants attempting to cross the border, even though about 30 percent of the immigrants held at federal detention facilities are refusing to be vaccinated and have the option to refuse, and close to 20 percent of them who recently crossed the border have tested positive for COVID. 
And Hurricane Larry is heading for the Canadian coast. We mentioned this earlier, though it won't hit the U.S. The Hurricane Center says Larry will cause life-threatening surf and rip current conditions along the east coast through tomorrow. The National Hurricane Center says Larry could make landfall in Newfoundland tonight or early Saturday. A hurricane warning is in effect in southeast Newfoundland. Fifteen minutes past the hour, it's a Friday. That means we do our inside word, giving you an update on all that's happening on EWTN. Stay tuned. Duck Keck is up next on a Friday. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Step away from the turmoil of the day. In A Holy Hour with Mother Angelica, you'll find lessons that touch every aspect of our relationship with God and our neighbor. These meditations and prayers will help you turn to Jesus in your everyday life. A Holy Hour with Mother Angelica from EWTN Publishing. Now available at EWTNRC.com or call 1-800-854-6316. We are the pro-life generation passionate about building the culture of life in our healthcare and in our nation. But not all healthcare options are equally pro-life and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic healthcare ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their healthcare choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Always great to chat with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer, giving us the inside word on the great programming uh, and also uh, the way we cover the issues through a truly Catholic perspective and helping you uh, see the world uh, through the lens of Scripture and the teachings of the Church. And thanks be to God, Doug. I'll tell you, today was a rough day putting the news together. Every day has been rough, but I don't know. I, I, I just, it's so frustrating, the the just blatant attack on freedoms and, and it, on and on and on. This is just, it's so out of control. Yeah, well, I think uh, you know. Unfortunately, we're you know when you when you stoke fear, uh, it's a way that people get controlled. If you look at history and you study history, you see it's it's during those times when people are afraid and looking for help or have perceived that they need the government's help or someone's help to kind of fix it. That's when you end up with these kinds of uh, 
draconian kinds of laws and impacts and uh, orders, you know, and it's so weird because, again, it's one thing in a sense you could say, well, the president of the United States or the Congress or the court, but we end up living in a, in a world that's dictated by federal agencies making, you know, OSHA decides that you need to be vaccinated or you know, uh, the CDC says you can't, um, you know, uh, ha- evict people who don't pay their rent. And it's kind of like, how do these agencies, you know, you can argue about uh, the validity of the end result. But how do these agencies have the power, these unelected people, to make these kinds of quote unquote mandates? Uh, now we're talking about they're, they're not a mandate. It's uh, whatever rule or obligation or whatever euphemism we're using this week because i guess right. mandate didn't poll test well yeah yeah it didn't work out in the focus group in, in terms mm-hmm. of the language but it's very frightening because you and i were do- talking during the break you made a really good point about uh, biden's comments regarding freedom and personal choice it's not just mm-hmm. a slap in the face to us regarding obviously the issue of life but overall in terms of the way we live our lives it's like we're in a totalitarian uh, totalitarian state now Right. I mean, it's clearly the nanny state. That's where we are. Um, you know, unfortunately, there seems like there's a, a, a growing group of people who seem to be comfortable with that approach to life. The problem is it doesn't last this way. Uh, you know, ultimately, everybody can't stay in their basement and live a virtual life and everything's going to be fine. It doesn't work that way. It may start out that way, but it's not going to end up that way. And again, if people study history, they learn how these things ultimately play themselves out, and they usually end up with uh, incredible amounts of people being killed. Mm, absolutely. That's why what we do or here is prison. so important. Yeah, absolutely. So what's coming up in terms of to give us some encouragement? And a well, nice obviously, you know, one arm. of the great events I think that uh, we're promoting, but I think is not getting many plays, the 52nd International Eucharistic Congress coming mm-hmm. all week uh, from Hungary, all about the Blessed Sacrament, all wonderful talks and great events, and we're covering it. Uh, Mary Healy's talk was great. Her talk on healing and the story on Catholic News Agency was beautiful. Right, exactly. So we're carrying that Peter Gagnon and his team in multiple languages, you know, basically in German, English, uh, Polish, and in Spanish. Uh, And we're covering everything, but we're the only ones really doing it, which is, I guess, one reason why EWTN is here and why Mother started it. But certainly focusing on the Eucharist, and it's great to see, as as you pointed out in Mary Healy's talk, but that there are plenty of wonderful people, Catholics from around the globe, who have the same love of the Eucharist and Eucharistic adoration and the need for catechesis on the real presence as we have here at Ave Maria or at EWTN. Yeah, and and what I loved about I watch I was watching uh, EWTN News Nightly or a recording of it this morning, and I was putting together uh, the news and and the report from Dr. Bunsen, right. also the uh, the Cardinal from Nigeria talking about the importance of respect to the Eucharist, and then reading in detail Mary's report about healing and how she called everybody to pray together, to forgive people who have hurt us, and then actually to to pray for a healing in their heart. I mean that article is just a really good resource itself because it has the prayers that that she pronounced from the podium. Right, exactly, and and obviously Father John Paul is there as well. Right. They're anchoring mm-hmm. our coverage in English, and of course we've been carrying all week, and will continue 
through this weekend when the, the Holy Father will show up and there'll be a closing mass. People can go to our website, get all the information and the schedule. Also, we'll be following that up with uh, his visit to Slovakia as well, which uh, starts on basically Monday and runs through Wednesday, so people can look for that as well. And uh, we also have uh, a new mini-series, Christian Social Order, the Ten Principles of the Social Order, which really has to do with a true understanding of Catholic social justice teaching. It's a five-part mini-series with uh, Father Brian Milady, who always cuts to the chase and, and, and makes it very clear on the teachings of the Church, so people can look for that uh, next week, Monday through Friday. We've got the closing Mass of the Jubilee Year, the foundation stone for the uh, Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington coming up on the 12th as well, and uh, some other programs people look for, and a big one uh, they can take a look for on Sunday. It's the Beatification of Cardinal Stefan Wierzynski, mm. and also Mother Rosa Chachka um, from Poland. And Now, Wierzynski was John Paul II's mentor. Wow. That's the man who made him and had the greatest impact probably at least from uh, on a hierarchical basis on, on his, uh, his course in his life. And so uh, people should honor him because of that. Well, I love reading those stories because when you look at a lot of these folks who, who are, are being um, you know, either beatified or canonized, you see what they went through in terms of what they faced, in terms of what was going on in the world, and it's not all that much different than what we're facing today. Right. I think in many cases, in the, their cases, it was just more obvious and blatant. You know, right. they're dealing with communists uh, after the war. They're dealing with the Nazis' uh, occupation during the war. We, we have kind of uh, this soft oppression uh, with... Uh, For you know, now. All, yeah, I mean. right. Well, it's leading there, obviously, right. but it's not as obvious because... Uh, it, it's it's couched in all of these wonderful 1984 euphemisms about what we're doing for everybody. You know, everybody's looking out for everybody else. Uh, as long as you do what I tell you to do, you'll be fine. Uh, and that sounds reflective of, uh, of totalitarian uh, regimes in the past, whether they're fascist or common. It doesn't really matter. You know, the left and the right on the extreme bend and meet in the middle, because ultimately, whatever you say about their politics, the way of enforcing their belief system is always with a jackboot one way or the other. Right, right. Well, I'm so grateful for all these great programs, and especially from a news perspective. I, I really appreciate Catholic News Agency, the Register, uh, In-Depth, The World Over, and EWTN right. News Nightly. Keeps me sane. Thank you very much. Right, that's the idea. Keep people uh, knowledge about what's really going on as a touchstone uh, as we continue to trust in the Lord. Amen. And build the church and bless the nation, as Al says, uh, and so appreciate it. Absolutely. Doug, have a great weekend. We will talk next week. You Doug too. Keck is our president and chief operating officer. And we'll take a beautiful look at this mini documentary, God at the Pentagon. That's up next. Stay tuned. It's been five years since Mother Teresa was canonized a saint, and Project Finding Calcutta invites all to join them to learn more about how Mother Teresa is still inspiring thousands every year to find their own Calcutta by serving the poorest of the poor locally. The ministry is hosting a dinner called Celebrating St. Teresa of Calcutta on Saturday, September 11th at Mary Immaculate Catholic Church in Farmers Branch. This event includes dinner, a talk by Dallas Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly, and entertainment. To purchase tickets, visit projectfindingcalcutta.com forward slash gala.
Do you think it would be easier to walk in your faith journey alone or alongside others? Scripture teaches us that we are meant to be in community. Pope Francis recently commented that fraternity is essential to the human quality. The number one Catholic fraternity is the Knights of Columbus, and they have made it easier than ever to join. By joining, your family will enjoy a wide array of membership benefits, like a subscription to the largest Catholic publication, the Columbia Magazine. You can go online right now and become a member. Go to knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. We all need a plan for our money. Financial Peace University is that plan. It teaches God's ways of handling money. Through video teachings, class discussions, and interactive small group activities, the class presents biblical, practical steps to get from where you are to where you dream you could be. Prince of Peace Catholic Community in Plano is hosting an online Zoom course on Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University starting September 19th. For more information and to register, visit popplano.org FPU. Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. I'm able to be with one after another of the just handful of injured people who got out uh, of the building. The phrase that kept coming to my mind was, Jesus is with you. Uh, that was the phrase I kept saying to them one after another, Jesus is with you. And I know more, more than once people responded affirmatively, yes, yes. I just knew I was meant to be there. Putting my hands a moment before, like, I'm late for this Arlington National Cemetery. As soon as it happened, I was like, I'm not meant to be there at all. This, this, is, this is where I'm meant to be. Mm, that is uh, one of the many moving audio clips uh, from the documentary, God at the Pentagon. That was a priest who was uh, on his way, as you heard, to Arlington National Cemetery and then uh, was diverted because of the plane going into the Pentagon uh, 20 years ago tomorrow on September 11, 2001. On the phone with us is Matt Riedel, and he works as Director of Media Production for the Catholic Diocese of Arlington, and it's diocesan newspaper, the Arlington Catholic Herald, who put together this beautiful mini-documentary entitled God at the Pentagon. And Matt, thanks for joining us this morning. So what was it like working on this, first of all? Sure, yes, thank you for having me, Teresa. Um, it was really a... Um, it was an amazing experience getting to tell these stories um, because, you know, so often uh, when we think of 9-11, you know, it, it is a terrible tragedy. And, you know, but I think that it was important to us to tell that there were stories of faith there. You know, God was present, uh, even though it may have been really hard to see at the time. How long did it take you to do the project and when did you begin working on it? Sure. It's, we started this back in, um, well, really the idea, the genesis for it came about like maybe early summer, late spring. Um, and we started in the, um, we started in July, basically. And so how did you go about finding the people? Did the Archdiocese uh, put out a message on Facebook or what was it like searching for those who were so close to the scenes at the Pentagon that day? Sure. Well, it happened because I started doing uh, historical research from the uh, Arlington Catholic Herald, um, where I worked uh, from back in the day, sort of 
seeing, you know, you know, closer to the day, people, um, you know, there was a better knowledge of who all was there at the scene. And so I kind of looked through as to who we might have quoted in the past. And I came across Father McGraw, who you just recently heard from, um, who currently is stationed at our diocesan mission in the Dominican Republic. Um, so we weren't sure whether we were going to be able to get him for the documentary, but it just so happened he was in Arlington um, like a couple of days after we decided to, uh, that we wanted to interview him, uh, and he was headed back the following day. So we quickly reached out and asked if he would um, be able to tell his story as he's told to so many media outlets over the years. Yeah, it's it's very powerful. We do have some other clips from him that I pulled, and I want to give Andrew a second to pull up. Uh, Andrew, the uh, the first bite where he talks about it was uh, not too long after his uh, ordination. So this is Father Stephen McGraw, and Father McGraw, as he told in the mini-documentary, God at the Pentagon, and by the way, we're joined by the uh, producer behind it, Matt Riedel from the Diocese of Arlington. Uh, Father McGraw is telling the story of how he's on his way to go to the cemetery, and he realizes what happens. Take a listen. June 9th was my ordination, and this is September 11th, so just yeah, just three months and two days after my ordination. Recall having been in a standstill traffic jam right in front of the Pentagon. I remember putting my hands to my head. Um, it was about 9:35, and then without warning, the plane just came right over the tops of our of our cars, came in very low. I mean, just kind of. I think I more or less just heard the sound. I mean, the vibrations turned to my right just to see it uh, go into the building, just crash um, and simply disappear into the building. So it was easy enough to just get out of my car um, and grab my, my, um, my prayer of the sick book, my purple stole, and then the, uh, the, oil, the holy oils for anointing, and just to get out of the car and go across that one lane of traffic and just go over the guardrail. Mm. Wow. Gives you the chills. What I really appreciated, Matt, as a fellow uh, broadcaster and TV person, was just allowing the people to tell their stories. And, and you could see the emotion and hear it in their voice. And also, I think, opening it up with some of the video. You even had some, it uh, looked like some images from air traffic control and also the natural sound of what was going on with air traffic control as everything was happening uh, 20 years ago tomorrow. And actually about this time uh, of the day, uh, between 9 and 11 a.m. when everything was was happening, all the horrors were unfolding so quickly. Uh, how did you decide to put this together without like having um, a reporter be part of the story? Because I think this was much better, letting the people tell the story themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I think that uh, sort of my personal philosophy is just the people who know the story best are the people who were there and um, who experienced it. So, and especially in this diocese, we just have priests who are such so on fire for the faith, you know, Father McGraw being one of them. And, you know, I just really wanted him to be able to tell that story of being there, being stuck in traffic on the highway, and, um, you know, hearing the plane come overhead and jumping out. And he did, um, because of the time constrictions for the video, we didn't get into all the details of what he was able to do there. But he was able to give anointing of the sick to someone who was um, injured, um, who we did later meet up with years down the line, as well as um, console a woman who 
later passed away, um, and he, you know, consoled her parents years down the line, too. It was just important to me to let these people tell their own stories. Yeah, and there are so many stories to be told. I imagine it was hard to to limit it. I know it's ten minutes, so it's 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 uh it's time wise. I mean, it's it's doable for people to sit down and watch, but it had to be difficult because of your proximity to the Pentagon. There must have been so many people from your diocese that were impacted by this that you could have spoken with, and so to narrow it down must have been a challenge. It certainly was a challenge uh, to you know limit ourselves in that way um, because I think if you ask. Anyone who was in this area 20 years ago, um, everyone has a story of where they were, what they saw. Um, I mean, our chancery building is just a mile or two from the Pentagon. And wow. from, from the bishop's office, he could, he said before that he could see the, you know, the smoke billowing from the Pentagon from his window. Um, so he sat down and wrote a letter to the faithful um, as he was just watching the smoke and the helicopters and all that just from our window. So yeah, our diocese was really profoundly impacted um, by the incident mm. at the Pentagon in particular. Matt, we have to wrap up, but where can we find the video? I've posted it on my Facebook page, encouraging people to watch it uh, at Facebook at Mrs. Teresa Tomio, but where else can they find it if they want to pull it up and share it? Yes, of course. So it's probably featured right now on our website, www.arlingtondiocese.org, as well as our social media channels, youtube.com slash arlingtondiocese and uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. Thank you so much, Matt. Great work. Matt Grinnell working with the uh, Diocese uh, in the area of production and media and the Diocesan newspaper, the Catholic Herald, talking about this powerful mini-documentary, God at the Pentagon, Remembering 9-11. And also, if you go to the homepage, there's a statement from Bishop Burbage, and there's also a number of events uh, remembering those who lost their lives and calling us to pray for peace. Again, you can find all of that at arlingtondiocese.org. We'll be right back. On a Friday, how do we evangelize in these troubled times? We'll find out from those who are doing this one day at a time on the street. St. Paul Street Evangelization joins us up next. Are you looking for a job or for career advice? All Saints Catholic Church of Dallas Career Ministry wants to help support your career management. They are looking for individuals who want to be mentored in a certain career, as well as those who wish to mentor for a career. In addition, a weekly accountability group for job seekers is available on Wednesdays at noon via Zoom. To join in on the career ministry program, contact career ministry at allsaintsdallas.org. Hi, this is Bob Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. How do I know if I'm ready for marriage? Faith Fitness Ministry, a ministry for young adults in their 20s and 30s, invites all to a lecture series on relationships with Dallas Bishop Edward Burns, who will speak on the topic of marriage vows versus reality. The event takes place on Wednesday, September 22nd at 7 p.m. at White Rock Alehouse Brewery on Gaston Avenue in Dallas. For more information, visit the Faith Fitness Ministry Facebook page. Confession will also be available that evening. 
my name is Esther Fernandez, a new sponsor at KATH 19 AM and a realtor with JPN Associates. I'm a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a longtime supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? If so, you can reach me at 214-845-1753. That's 214-845-1753. Or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. How do we make a difference and stand up for the evil in the world? Well, we preach Jesus and the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Sounds uh, like something from the Department of Redundancy Department, but you can't say it enough, especially these times. That's why we exist here at Ave Maria Radio and EWTN and all of our wonderful affiliates around the country, all the programs. And we help groups like the St. Paul Street Evangelization get the word out. And they started in my home, Archdiocese of Detroit. Very proud of them and how much it's grown. On the phone with us is the original founder, Steve Dawson. Steve, it was good to see you at our anniversary last weekend. Thanks for coming. So just give us a little history before we get into the actual hands-on evangelization. How did you begin? Sure. Well, I had a pretty powerful conversion um, from nothing, uh, I'd say, about 15 years ago. And through watching uh, EWTN and Mother Angelica and, and different shows and hearing Catholic Answers and, and Ave Maria Radio and just coming to faith in the strong conviction that, you know, even back then, seeing the, the state of the world and the chaos and, and just getting a firm belief that um, our world was in trouble and the only solution to all the problems that we're facing in the world um, is Jesus, is, is Jesus and his church. And I became convicted that God was calling me to do something about that. I didn't know what, but, but I knew I was supposed to do something, so I discerned priesthood and eventually discerned out, out of the Franciscans. I was with them for 14 months. But I knew God was calling me to evangelize. So I just started, you know, I heard the story of St. Maximilian Colby, mm-hmm. um, and he would pass out miraculous medals, and I said, well, I can do that, you know. So I just started passing out miraculous medals. I saw a lot of miraculous and amazing conversions and graces. And from that, I just said, I was, I was living in Portland, Oregon, and my wife and I were, we were out on a river walk, and we were walking down the road, and we saw the Mormons, and they were out there evangelizing. And then 20 feet later, the Jehovah's Witnesses were out there. And then 30 feet down the, down the way, the Protestants were out there. And then we walked a little bit further, and there was an atheist booth. And the atheists were out there evangelizing. And I looked at my wife, and I said, where are all the Catholics? <laughs> we have the fullness of truth. Right. And so I just began asking my friends, when was the last time you were out in public, and you saw Catholics doing public evangelization? And they were always like, well, I've never seen that. I've seen Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and Protestants do it, but never Catholics. And when I looked at the Bible, I mean, it's full of street evangelization. You know, the prophets of old, uh, John the Baptist, he was doing public evangelization, proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus, the disciples, the 72 in the towns and squares and villages, and, and throughout the history of the church. Um, we, we had uh, public evan- direct evangelization, and for, for whatever reason, we seem to have lost that in the church. So I just said, let's go out and pass out rosaries and miraculous medals and, and holy cards and just talk to people, and the rest is history. Now we have 
It's uh, 2012 we started doing that, and today we have several hundred teams and thousands of evangelists uh, wow, proclaiming the gospel phenomenal. in the public square. Have you noticed in terms of the way you reach out to people that you have to adapt, given you mentioned the chaos in the world, you know, when you were first coming back and or coming into the church, that people are, are I, I get a lot of emails uh, about suffering. That seems to be an issue with the suffering in the world mm-hmm. and, and uh, the craziness going on. We see what's happening with Afghanistan or where this administration is causing so much confusion and, of course, saying one thing, doing another with the life issues and, and all of these things. People are just, you know, basta enough. I, I, I just I can't deal with it anymore. How have you adapted or what do you do in terms of when people come to you about, well, if, if I'm sure you get this question all the time, if, if God loves us, why is there so much suffering? Yeah, you know, we when we do public evangelization, I, I know a lot of people think that street evangelization when someone stands on a soapbox and like yells at people, you know, pre- preaches the gospel at a, at a at a group. But what we do is just one-on-one individual evangelization, and we're talking to people who really want to talk to us because we're not forcing ourselves on people. We're really non-confrontational, and so. You know, what I've found over the past nine, ten years is that those who approach us um, come from all the various walks of life. And, and um, yeah, I would say that we don't really find, you know, those hard questions. They don't, they don't come to us with those. But right now, I... Uh, I guess the best way to describe it, it's hard to describe, but the best way to describe it is people know something is wrong. Right, got if, it, if okay. You, if you directly ask them, um, you know, let's. Pr- it doesn't matter where they're, they're at. They understand something's broken in our culture, and it's really easy to pray with people and pray into that with, with people of all walks of life, whether they're liberal or conservative or Catholic or atheist, everybody knows that our culture is broken. And that's a good um, common ground that we can start with people. And we, we just move in into that space, pray with people, and go from there. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. We're talking with Steve Dawson from the St. Paul Street Evangelization. He's going to try to join us once a month with great stories of hope and inspiration from people who have had their hearts turned toward Christ and the church. The website is streetevangelization.com, streetevangelization.com. I love what it says on the homepage. Very simple. Your method, listen, befriend, proclaim, invite. It isn't all that complicated, right? No, it's not. I mean... And when I first started doing street evangelization, I thought I needed to be um, a really polished and professional apologist. So I would listen to, I would do a lot of studying on apologetics, and I would listen to Catholic Answers Live, and, and apologetics are great, but what I learned is that, that what people need is a listening ear. You need to gain trust with them. You need to try to figure out where they're at in the spirit right, of life right. and make common ground and just be able to have conversation. And one of the one of the mistakes I made and, and a very common mistake in evangelization is sometimes, you know, we get a little bit overzealous and we want to shove the entire catechism down someone's throat in a five minute mm-hmm. conversation. And you have to be okay with just meeting someone where they're at and kind of walking with them as far as they'll go. Um so, so that's that's really where we start with people. Like, 
oh, you're an atheist. Tell me about that. You want to listen to them. You want to try to relate. And you might say, give them a personal testimony. Well, can I tell you why I choose to believe in God? Or if you're talking to, you know, uh, a Protestant, you might say, can I tell you why I choose to be Catholic? But you want to hear their story and gain trust and really kind of discern with God what they really need to hear in the moment. Sure, uh, and because and, you don't know where they're at. And, and this is not certainly to denounce anything that we do in terms of apologetics, because I, I became pretty much addicted to apologetics when I came back to the church. Mm. It was like this whole new world for me. But at the same time, you have to understand where people are at. They're not going to basically... You know, it, it's it, it, it's going to be too much for them to you know to to take at first. You have to understand where they're at and how much they know, and then when they're they're ready, you say, well, why does the church say this about this? Then you can bring that up, but just to kind of just go overboard and say this, that, and the other thing at first without knowing where they're at and where their heart is, what's going on in their life. I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. At least it did with me, because that's what Dominic tried with me. He he really was was pounding me pretty heavy when he came back to the church, and he was on fire, and I just kind of said, yeah, whatever. I'm a Christian. Leave me yeah. alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, apologetics are great. And I'm sorry if it came off. I no, was, no, I'm I just making a point. Like no, I, I totally get it. Yeah. But yeah. I love apologetics, and they have their place in evangelization. But my point is simply, you can be a great evangelist, even if you're not a great, theo- a big theologian or, or a great apologist, God will use you. You just have to put yourself out there and make yourself available to Him. And you've seen an awful lot of conversions, haven't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was just, um, I was just talking to uh, my director of teams this morning. I said, "Hey, tell me about something awesome that's happened real recently." And he was telling me, um, "We have a." A team leader in Arizona, he used to evangelize out on the Strip, uh, the Las Vegas Strip, um, when, and then he moved to Arizona. And I just heard a story this morning where recently he was having a conversation with an individual, and we have a little audio card that we give out. It's a, big, it's a card with a link to our website, and you go to a webpage, and you can listen to talks about the Catholic faith. Uh, for free. So he just handed one of those out to somebody. He had a nice little conversation with them. Three weeks later, they contacted him and said, we want to join the Catholic Church. We've listened to all those talks. We want to become Catholic, and we want you to be our sponsor. Wow. So, you, you, you know, you never know. You just give someone a rosary or a holy card, and and you could just get a knock on your door saying, hey, let's do this thing. Well, and I think that's how God that. uses you, and He's and He's going to if you're if you're in communication with Him through prayer and and the sacraments, He's going to give you uh, indications through the guidance of the Holy Spirit on how to speak to a person. He will give you the words. Steve, thanks so much. We're out of time, but I really look forward to having you on more regularly to give more even additional stories of conversions and how you can make a difference. One person one domestic church at a time. Very simple, listen, befriend, proclaim, invite. And the Amen. website is streetevangelization.com. We'll be right back to wrap up a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection on EWTN. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. College football is back this fall. 
Hailing from sunny southwest Florida, the Ave Maria University Gyrenes will take on their Sun Division opponent for exciting and hard-hitting football. All games can be live-streamed by going to AveMaria.edu and clicking on the live-stream football button. This Saturday, the Gyrenes visit Stetson at 6 p.m. Tune in for great college football played by an authentic Catholic university. AveMaria.edu Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. My latest book, Jesus, the Master Psychologist, Listen to Him, talks about how Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of modern enlightened psychology. If he's God, he knows the absolute best way to live, whether psychology agrees or whether it doesn't. Go to AveMariaRadio.net to get your copy. Jesus will tell you the best way to live. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, 52 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a good Friday morning. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. Tomorrow, nation and the world will remember September 11th, 2001, and the deaths that were caused by the terrorist attacks in New York, in D.C., and in Pennsylvania. And getting back to this beautiful documentary that is available, you can check it out at the social media pages for the Diocese of Arlington, and I also have it posted on my Facebook page. Andrew will also be putting a link on it uh, for it on the archive section for Catholic Connection. I want to remember, I want you to remember that God is with us no matter what the situation is, and there's always going to be chaos in the world. Jesus said, in this world, we will have trouble, but take heart because he has overcome the world. And there is growth and strength in suffering. Remember Romans 8.28, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's why I think it's really important to take a look at this mini documentary. And again, I put it on my Facebook page. There's a beautiful story of a woman who lost her husband at the Pentagon and her faith and how her faith keeps her going. Uh, and moving forward, uh, the priests that were interviewed. And then there is a very powerful soundbite, which I'm going to share with you right now, from the uh, retired bishop of the Diocese of Arlington, a wonderful man of God, Paul Laverde. And, of course, he was uh, in uh, the chair of the bishop uh, when this happened in 2001, uh, 20 years ago tomorrow. So this is a bishop talking about suffering and talking about similar to what Steve said to us, Steve Dawson from... St. Paul Street Evangelization, just being there for people and letting know that God is with us in the suffering, in the good times and in the bad. Jesus, we trust in you. This is Bishop Emeritus Paul Laverde in the documentary, God at the Pentagon, reflecting on how we need to be with people, especially in difficult times. Take a listen. Very often when we have tragedy, I've learned that the, the first thing you do is to be present to people to go down and try to make them understand that you're there, yes, in your own name, of course, but more importantly, you're there as a representative of Christ. 
you make Christ visible to that person at that moment. We all ask that why, because we, we, we don't understand. But if we look at the cross, do we ask why? Why, why did the only Son of God, innocent, have to suffer so much? Because it was the way we would be saved, it was the way of love. And what Jesus wants us to remember, that all of our tragedies, all of our sufferings before tragedy, can be united with his. Hmm. That is the Bishop Emeritus of the Diocese of Arlington. That is uh, Bishop Paul Laverde talking about being there uh, at the Pentagon, 9-11-2001. Hard to believe, 20 years, and we need to continue to pray for peace. And how can we make a difference? I've kind of dedicated the whole show to that this morning, uh, starting out by talking with uh, the Diocese of Saginaw, Michigan, in my first hour of the program, and how they're raising money and awareness for the young seminarians and others pursuing a religious vocation in the diocese. And then I spoke with Ken and Sidney Castell from the Archdiocese of Detroit, who are leading a couple prayer program, not only in our archdiocese, but around the nation, then even doing things online around the world through couplepair.com and their various presentations that they give at parishes uh, all over the country. And then, of course, we heard from Steve Dawson from St. Paul Street Evangelization and the producer, Matt Rydell, of this beautiful documentary. And, of course, every Friday speaking with Doug Keck, giving us the inside word. All of this is about making a difference and being able to look at Christ who is the author and finisher of our faith. No matter what, we continue to speak the truth in love. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll talk to you on a Monday. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Are you a mother looking for ways to experience the presence and grace of God daily? Then join Mighty Is Her Call, a Catholic mother's ministry on their DFW retreat, Mighty Is Her Gift, on Saturday, September 11th from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at St. Rita Catholic Community in Dallas. The challenges of motherhood are enormous. Come tired, overwhelmed, discouraged, and wrestling with failures and loss and renew your heart and receive the gift God longs to pour out through your motherhood. Register today at MightyIsHerCall.com. Make plans now for the St. Nicholas Christmas Show, December 4th through 5th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. The St. Nicholas Christmas Show delights all ages with the true joy of Christmas. Learn more at stnicholaschristmasshow.com. Enjoy live music by Dave and Lauren Moore. Be inspired by Dr. Scott Hahn and Chris Stefanik. Experience prayer, entertainment, shopping, and activities that truly honor Jesus. Parents and grandparents, gather the children and affirm your faith. Strengthen your family and make great memories. Tickets are available now at stnicholaschristmasshow.com. Blessed be God. 
Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 